Hola, hola, y bienvenido al diario de Caterina y Caterina en forma de un podcast. <laughs> okay, I stopped talking Spanish now. Um, we are talking again about our stay in Sevilla, so we are in the sixth season of our diary podcast <laughs> and in the second episode of Sevilla. And in this episode, accommodation is our topic and our food. And um, we started in the last episode to talk about La Flamenca, the first hostel we stayed. So for the first three nights, um, we booked a hostel and we had two friends come in. Clara and Janina joined us for the and first that's days. mainly the reason why mm -hmm. we booked a hostel while we are not working, because mm -hmm. it's always high from my side. Yeah. <laughs> it's always cool to, um, to know you, you don't have to work if you have friends over friends and over, you can yeah. completely enjoy the stay. And in this case, especially because it was the first time for us in Sevilla and the first day. So we wanted to experience the city and it was a perfect match because Janina, the friend of ours, she spent half a year in Sevilla doing her exchange semester. So she was the perfect tour guide for the first days and we highly appreciated it. So it was, the, was a good start, definitely. And after spending um, yeah, three nights in La Flamenca, which is, yeah, which was our happy place, definitely. They had a huge roof terrace. They had the best stuff ever. They were so, I don't know, friends of ours, like from the beginning. Um, they were so lovely. And I think we, we loved them and they loved us. Yeah. When we left Sevilla, uh, they, made our, they made us a post a and post thanked us for our incredible. time there. And I mean... We always went back there the whole time we lived in mm -hmm. Sevilla for um, to wash our laundry and to just have a little bit of a quiet time there mm -hmm. because it was a smaller hostel, um, only 40 beds as well, just like Riga, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I was thinking, yeah, but yeah. I and um, <laughs> the hostel we moved and worked for was mm -hmm. a little bigger. Mm -hmm. A little bit. <laughs> so that's a difference which we yeah, definitely can mention now. So... It was calm, relaxed there, and they had a huge kitchen as well, so a really nice place where, you, where we had our own food and the living area with the TV, which we didn't use, but... Um, everything, everything nice. we wished for, mm -hmm. and um, it was colorful, and the roof to terrace, yellow, red, all the happy colors, I don't know, I don't mm -hmm. know what to say, but... Um, if you ever go to Sevilla, we can highly recommend the La Flamenca, it's, mm -hmm. um, it's really nice. And it's also situated in a in a nice street, so it's um, surrounded by restaurants and a supermarket. And luckily, it's re really close by the other hostel we were staying. So on the Sunday, the first Sunday in Sevilla, we left La Flamenca and headed to Oasis Backpackers. So this one is um, yeah more or less close to those mushroom building thing which you probably know if you know Sevilla um, then you definitely know this building but yeah it's interesting I'd say <laughs> yeah definitely it's a pretty new building and mm -hmm. um, all the, the part of Sevilla is um, that it's It's old, I don't know, mm -hmm. and it has this this charm to it. Mm -hmm. Whereas the mushrooms and hmm, yeah. la la setas, la setas, la setas. Mm -hmm. um, they they look kind of weird. They're just super modern, and um, they don't Wooden fit the architecture which is surrounding them. And I guess as always, if you have a type of architecture you feel comfortable with, and then there's a new architect who's doing something extraordinary, most of the people who are actually from the city kind of feel 
mm. that it's not part of it. So, yeah. but they're trying and they're giving like just like Rotterdam, they're giving it like weird names, so it's not like super super strange or yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and when we arrived in the Oasis backpackers, we we entered, and I don't know from the first minute we felt the Spanish vibe. It was. It was just funny because we went to the reception, we introduced ourselves, we said, okay, we are Lisa and Maren, the new volunteers, and um, yeah, we, we just show up and maybe you can explain what's next. And the guys behind the reception were a bit confused. They knew that we are coming. <laughs> because it said in the calendar, and I can oh. see it over the counter, uh-huh. it said arriving social butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> because when we when we text hostels and um, we were approaching them if we can volunteer or work for them, um, we have a tagline and most of the time some somebody called us social butterflies at mm. some point and um, yeah that's what we introduced <laughs> ourselves mm. and I thought it was super funny that they put it in the calendar that yeah. it's arrival time of the social butterflies <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we can add um, at this point that we found this working spot or working position again via Instagram so we were sending them a voice message and that was our way to go um that was one point and i think there was a huge recommendation of um angela Mm -hmm. from rotterdam yeah um they're also part of the famous hostels it's not really a chain but they kind of belong to each other so we worked for a famous hostel from rotterdam and now we work for a famous hostel again Mm -hmm. so marin was already bringing her famous hostel shirt Uh, she was Uh, Because we got one while we were working in Rotterdam. So she was all prepared. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And um, yeah, when when we've been there the first minutes, it was a really warm welcome by Javi and Matteo. And Matteo um, soon introduced us to the hostel a bit. So he showed us our room. But the funny thing, which, which I was referring to before, that we felt the Spanish vibe, that it was in some way organized, but not really. So they didn't really know what to do with us. So they just said hi and showed us the room and yeah, go girls and have Make fun. Make yourself comfortable. <laughs> and we were begging for someone mm-hmm. to explain us the way around, to tell us when we have to work. We, it's such a German way. Yeah, I, I don't so know. True. We could have mm-hmm. just chilled. Yeah. And um, yeah, we started the next day. We started working the next day. So the Sunday was completely chilled. We, yeah, we met Dani, our room room um, mate. And yeah, mentioning the room, we, we shared the room with um, seven other people, yeah. six um, volunteers, Matteo as an intern. And we were kind of international. There was one Australian guy, one from Great Britain, the two girls staying with us we're from germany as well but quite younger than quite us quite younger yeah <laughs> then and danny from italy as well italy Matteo as well and danny from italy so yeah. super cool um mm-hmm. we love um a good crowd even though we love <laughs> pe- to meet nice people from germany it's always cooler if you have people from other countries um to get to know the culture and speak some other languages mm-hmm. So yeah, um, because Alisa said before that the La Flamenca was um, chilled and more tiny hostel compared to the Oasis. Um, Oasis is huge. So it's the biggest hostel we worked for um, during our travels. By far, yes. By far, yeah. They had the capacity for 200 or more than 200 people. More than 200 people, (sighs) almost 240 or something like that. It's quite a lot. And it's, it's more a, a youth hostel than mm-hmm. um, 
than a whole well there's so much space for huge groups that most of the time groups book the space and we experienced that group booking directly um we don't want to be mean but we call it the french invasion (laughs) yeah um it was a bunch of kids um french from from a french school Mm. or something like like a kids camp i don't know and actually the people who were looking after the kids were younger than us Mm -hmm. so i think the 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 guys who managed the kids were like 18 19 Mm. and then the rest the rest of the kids 15 14 or 13 (laughs) or i don't know completely rebellious Mm -hmm. and um things going on crying there was a lot going on wow during their stay i think they stay one week almost yeah and it was crazy. There were discussions. There were tears. There were there was there everything. was loud music. There was prayers. I mm-hmm. think it was a religious um group mm-hmm. as well. And um, we can show you the terrace at one point. And in the morning, Marin and me, we were sitting there a couple of times, having our <laughs> breakfast and super chill, and didn't didn't expect anything. And then all of a sudden, 150 uh, French kids came on the rooftop on terrace, terrace and just occupied the whole space. And that they were not sitting on my lap was seriously mm-hmm. the only thing that, that held them off. It was insane. They Incredible. Were... They had... I don't want to be mean in saying that they had no respect, but it was crazy. There were just... There was yeah. no respect. No. There was no space in between. So in Corona times, oh, 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 that would have been a huge problem. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> in this moment, not. But yeah, we left the terrace afterwards so that they had their their space to have their prayers and singing and whatever. And so after having our first breakfast on the Monday morning, Danny, the Italian guy, he showed us how to make the rooms uh, or the beds. And this was also completely different compared to Rotterdam. So we had just had to place the blanket um, on the bed and the bed sheet. Um, but we didn't have to cover the blanket, by the way. So it was just a, a sheet which we laid next to the, to the blanket. We had to cover the pillow, but that's was everything yeah i guess that's something else we learned that Mm. in hostels sometimes you have to make the bed yourself and Mm -hmm. other times they make it for you and for us it was super convenient especially because we already told you how big the hostel was that we just had to lay the blanket on top the blanket sheet like on top of the the blanket yeah and although there were so many checkouts sometimes so because this hostel is so huge and on weekends of course there were loads of people leaving we just worked up to two hours probably so it wasn't it wasn't tense of course because there were loads of beds but we were a good team we worked together like perfectly with the others and we always shared the, we had always a list in the morning how many checkouts in which room and we always looked that everyone did the same or almost the same amount of beds and it was easy going and yeah um the good thing as well is that this hostel had an elevator so we didn't have to cu- like to carry everything upstairs yeah, so um, many good things <laughs> yep there's a huge list and of good there things is, yeah this it's really it's it's nice that after being a little bit disappointed i'd say from our volunteering position in rotterdam that there was a hostel again um where we felt like the volunteering and what we got for volunteering was Mm. was perfect yeah um and you go another mile if they trust you and if they appreciate you there was loads of thank yous there was loads of appreciation Mm -hmm. and um yeah 
We love that. That's, mm -hmm. that's the vibe we're looking for. And we have to say um, that there was another hostel which uh, offered us to take us in as volunteers. And the email, oh my God. <laughs> When we were sitting in Porto and we received the email, it was a direct no. Mm -hmm. Not gonna happen. Yeah. That, that was They crazy. They were insane. I don't know what happened like, to them. That's a completely different level of volunteering work so it's volunteering but you have to work like eight hours a day and um, you have to be on the pub crawls until three at least at night mm -hmm. um in your leisure time um you you probably off but if you see something you should still do it and then you uh, you have to drink with all the guests like there's no you you should or you can there's a have to mm -hmm. and there's a there's there's so many rules um which were already in the list and then um you were not being taken in directly you had to send oh, wow, an application <laughs> video to be a volunteer and this was like uh, um, no won't happen from our side no. won't happen definitely and, not um, yeah we're going to cover what we did for um the oasis backpackers in the next episode mm -hmm. when it comes to tasks, tasks and, jobs. and jobs yeah so but um to sum this episode up and um, we have to talk about our food of course and this was a good part with the oasis backpackers like the deal with them was good because they have a restaurant and a bar in the in the <clears throat> upper floor and we were always allowed to have breakfast in the morning and we were super lucky because they started to to find new recipes they they started to be more creative in the in what they are cooking so for our offering as breakfast and for me trying to be vegan um when we first came there and i i told them oh probably you have something vegan lucas the guy working working in the restaurant he said oh yeah i have some chia pudding and i can offer you some some muesli and it was perfect so from from the beginning on they um yeah we were lucky that they're starting something else something new and we we could have like grow and deep into it i don't know and i think it was super funny because from the breakfast menu without like um putting my thumb on rotterdam the whole time but mm. um the breakfast options they gave uh, were absolutely outstanding for mm -hmm. a hostel uh, in, yeah the, mm -hmm. not the norm it At one point, my family texted me. They're like, how can you afford eating those special mm -hmm. things the whole time? And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not buying them. They're part of the hostel. Yeah. And they look like perfectly a like perfect from a restaurant. Five-star restaurant. <laughs> like an influencer yeah. place yeah. where you like post your happy breakfast <laughs> times or something like that. And that was uh, like the process we we joined. Because in the beginning, they offered, I think, three three different breakfast options. And... They were like more basic, but super delicious. And in the end, with the pancakes and the French toast and whatever, it started to be so fancy that we received those messages. Hey, how can you? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we love this hostel food-wise, um, not just because of the breakfast, also because they offer the, a dinner in the evening. So for, I think, normally nine euros or something, you could join the dinner. And it's not just one meal. You start with a, a starter. Yeah. It's then a you have the, the main dish and then a dessert. So it was... And a drink with it. And I a drink, think. yeah. So super delicious and always with a lot of love put into mm -hmm. the meals. And also um, Spanish, or typical Spanish dis dishes. So um, the guy, the cook, he made a lemon, lemon cake and another... 
um, with chickpeas and meal. So it was, yeah, made us happy. And when we brought enough um, paying guests to the dinner nights, um, we were allowed to eat for free. Mm. And we always um, send some smiles out to get the people up on the roof to mm -hmm. terrace and um, share the dinner with us. It's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a win-win or give and take. <laughs> also, even luckier um, because um, one day they started to reinvent their menu. They needed new pictures of their food. <laughs> and so they were asking me if I could um, photograph the food they cook. So they um, especially cooked the food for me. And for the shooting, I got to eat it with Lauren. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> I call myself... Uh, perfect food photographer now especially because i always wanted to be a food photographer but i always <laughs> hated the fact that they would throw the food out afterwards so this so was the, the best fit <laughs> the deal yeah but besides eating in the or having meals in the in the hostel we went out for dinner sometimes or for tapas especially of course we were in spain so necessary And so we tried the, the typical Spanish things, having the best tapas ever, I think. And besides that, of course, the Tinto de Verano or Sangria. So we tried again our best to, to get into the culture and get everything what, what looked nice. And um, yeah, I think that's everything we, we can say. We were cooking sometimes as well and had nice ice creams. Ice creams <laughs> are not cheap in Sevilla, mm -hmm. that's for sure. But that wasn't a problem because um, we loved it and we needed our ice cream. Mm -hmm. And it was such a summer feeling. And in summer, you need ice cream. And um, yeah, there are loads of ice cream places in Sevilla. And um, so many we tried and mm -hmm. so many we can recommend. So that's everything we can say about our food. And thanks for listening, of course. And goodbye. <laughs>